we're at one of my homegirls had this this new little kind of like a, a soul food place, like a southern, the southern Florida soul food place. And it was dog friendly. We're outside with support, and there's a bunch of people out there, and this lady's letting her dog kind of roam around. This kid walks by, and the dog jumps and snaps at the kid. Almost looks like he bit him, if you couldn't tell, but he didn't. The kid's scared. Everybody's like, oh, my God. And this one guy's just flipping at this lady. What the hell for you? It was so uncomfortable that I said, I said, hey, bro, relax. I said, relax. He's gone. I said, hey, bro. We're always startled. Chill out. So then I get my big tail out. You know, bro, I'm 6'6", 335 right now. I'm coming down. I'm going to be 299 sexy, butt naked. I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to get a run. <laughs> I may need you guys to bail me out because when I get to 299, listen, straight butt naked. Anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, I get up and I walk over to the dude and he's thinking it's going to be a confrontation. And I know Nate, he's going to laugh because he's seen me do some pretty unusual things and say some pretty <laughs> unusual things. So he gets up thinking it's going to be a confrontation. And I hug him. I straight up hug him. <laughs> and this he melted, right? He totally melted. And he can't figure out what to do. So he brought it down and he's talking to me. I said, well, well, you got to understand that people are scared. I said, listen, bro. And I pointed to the side. There were like eight kids. I said, you're screaming and yelling at the top of your lungs, cussing at the top of your lungs because of that fear. What do you think you're doing to those kids? I said, you know why I really came over here? It's because I sense that you're a really good dude and you're putting yourself in a position to be realized it's not a good dude. You know what I'm saying? That dude sat down. Like, he actually bought some drinks and stuff, but he, he ended up leaving because I think he was embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? But we all have these opportunities to choose. We don't know, but are you willing to be you? You know I could have went in there in all confrontation to smack the dude down or I'm going to be the bully in this situation. I don't know. I'm going to shut him up because, no, nah, I'm not giving in, nor am I going to let him give in. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to let my love take control of this situation. So understanding the truth of who you are, that presentation, man, that presentation gets us all or has gotten us all. Because most of us haven't been trained that we're more powerful than any of the presentation. It has nothing to do with us. Has nothing to do with us. And I think that's a huge lesson for young homies and young homettes. Don't be distracted. You're going to be presented with a distraction. Don't accept it. Mm. Even your friends. I told my daughter this the other day. Something happened. I said, if those are your real friends, whether they were engaged in that stuff, they would have sued you off because they would have known who you really are. Hmm. He says, and it, you would have never vaped unless you're a vapor. I said, now, if you're a vapor, I just go buy you a 50 pack and I'll sit here and let you smoke them out. Right? That's truth. She's a junior. She's understanding. I've raised her to take responsibility for herself. I'll never be an enabling parent. I'm out. I'll never be an enabling homie. I'm out. 
know what I'm saying? If you want to be a vapor, here's a Ficky pack. Let's go. Let's start it. Let's go get them. Stop playing. Be the leader of the vape pack. <laughs> but if you're anything less than the leader of the vape pack, then you're tripping. You've accepted a presentation. That's nothing to do with you. You have to figure that out. You have to reason that. You know what I'm saying? Why is that? Why are you with people who don't value you? Why are you with people who don't care about you? What do you mean they do? They're my friends. They love me. Well, why are they presenting you with something that has nothing to do with it? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They should be presenting you with everything. That's what I do to my friends. You know what I'm saying? I send funny stuff with a lot of the clips I send that may have to do specifically with names. I send Nate this. You know what I'm saying? I'm the guy that loves to give gifts. You know why I love to give gifts? Because I think I'm so in tune with the people in my life that I think I know that when I give them something, it's going to be a, a heartfelt understanding of why I gave it to them. Even in conversation, when I have conversation with the people in my life, they're heartfelt conversations about that stuff. Not, I don't waste time. You see what I'm saying? I'm not casual about anything in my life mm. because this stuff has nothing. Hey, Jimmy, what do you like to do? What do you do for fun? What I do? You don't do this, 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 and this? Uh, nah, why? It ain't got nothing to do with me. It ain't got nothing to do with me. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for young people because I got three kids myself and I got my son, senior, and he's been presented over the last few years to partake in these mushrooms, smoking, weed, drinking over and over and over again. He doesn't want to do with it. Now, he's a share. He shares this stuff. It's been a lot for him to go through, to talk through these things and to be honest with his parents about it. And I trust him. And what happens when these kids continue to want you to participate in this? He's had to branch out, right? And he's made other friends that don't put him in those situations. But I think it's very difficult for kids these days the access, I mean, this thing right here, they're 24-7. They go home from school. We used to go home and maybe you get a phone call here and there. Maybe you meet up at the mall later on. I mean, it's all the time that things available. Why aren't you doing this? Come do this. We're going to do it this weekend. Here's what we're going to be up to and whatever those things are. I mean, at some point, there's some kids that just, they reach their breaking point and they just, hey, you know what? To get them to stop, I'm just going to do it. And I don't know what that leads to. Yeah. But that's what we're dealing with. That's where... I always got a story for something. I was in a sauna with one of my homies and he was talking about his son and how he was upset because his son didn't do what he told him to do. His son didn't do what he told him to do. And I said, whoa, I said, that's tough. I said, you got to be safe. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, because it's really not your son's responsibility to do what you want him to do. You have to prepare him and give him the courage to do what's best for himself. And then you have to teach him how to make those decisions through those things. Because otherwise, it does become a pressure bus pipe situation. You see what I'm saying? Now it becomes a habit that you hope doesn't break, mm. as opposed to a lifestyle. And the lifestyle comes through communication. Obviously, it comes through truth also. But it comes through communication. Even your little homie asking, and I know you probably have, like, how do you feel about these things? Mm. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do in life? Okay, cool. Check it out. You can do what you want to do. Pops can't be there. Moms can't be there with you 24-7. So you're going to do what you want to do anyway. But you have to be aware 
of the consequences of you doing stuff that has nothing to do with you. These are the consequences of that. So let's have another conversation. So why do you think these people continue, your friends continue to ask you to participate when they know that's not the lifestyle you want to live? I don't know why my friends do that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. You know what? Are you a good friend? Yes, I'm a great friend. Would you do that? No. So you think they're friends or acquaintances? You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like, we're responsible for back in the rap game to, like, bring it down to the very last compound. But that's our responsibility. We got to break it down. My coaches have a problem with that. They coach par, right? I got kids that's only in their second year playing football, period. And they're coaching par, and it, it gives me the chills every time they open their mouth because I'm sitting here like, but I don't know what you're talking about. Even in the parness, you know what I'm saying? Par is like level, like you're talking a language they have no clue what you're talking about. So what do you have to do? You have to find a way creatively to speak a, to speak in an understanding way, way beneath par. So they understand you. At least they start moving in that motion until eventually you can talk in a communication of par. You see what I'm saying? But again, I think most people aren't as communicative as they think. They don't really have the communication skills that they think. We tell our kids to do this, to do that, and the kids really don't know. I'll give you another story. I remember one time, my homie, well, he's not a homie now. He had this son. He was abusing his kid, didn't even know he was doing it. He was telling his kid to stop doing something. And then that's what the kid did. He stopped doing it. <laughs> and guess what he did two minutes later? He went back to doing it again. I said, Jay, he did what you told him to do. You told him to stop doing that. And he stopped. He started doing it again. You didn't tell him that that may not be best for him. You didn't tell him, you know what I'm saying? You didn't explain to him the detriment of doing what he's doing. You didn't teach him to have the confidence to not engage. You told him to stop, so he stopped. You got mad because he went back to doing it again. You didn't tell him not to do those things. That's communication. You see what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of us felt, even in our relationships. We lack communication. We have some relationships that we're supposed to have in our lives right now, and they've been destructed from a lack of communication. You see what I'm saying? Business partners, same thing. Lack of communication. I try not to live my life based upon assumptions. I think assumptions makes fools of everyone. You see what I'm saying? So you got to communicate. I don't need to agree with you, but I'm going to work my butt off to understand where you're coming from. I hope that you would do the same. I'm not asking for you to agree with me. I care less if you agree with me. I do believe it's respectful for you to understand my position and my point. You know what I'm saying? And that's what helps our kids. Shoot. That's what helps adults. It's sometimes it's worse for the adults because they're living 30, 40, 50 years of a lifestyle of continuously not understanding. Why, why, why? Because not living in the truth. You know what I'm saying? You, you're blaming other people. You're holding other people responsible. Some people have told you that. No, it's you. It's you. It all begins and starts with you. If I can get you, so I told my team that this weekend after a butt kicking, they're really at halftime of a butt kicking. I said, man, I said, if I can get you guys to believe me just as much as you believe your naysayers, we'd be undefeated right now. That's real. So why do you believe 
the naysayers and you don't believe the most powerful positive influence in your life in the past two years. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, man. That belief is a powerful thing. And even with your players, you're saying they're believing what the town is saying, saying that maybe they're not a good football team. They're going to lose every game or whatever it may be instead of listening to you. So, I mean, I kind of look at it like, depending on the situation and who it is, if that individual is still trying to figure out who they are, it's a lot easier to listen and feed into the negative than it is for the positive piece. You know what I mean? So I guess what your your student athletes, again, this is for the students who are listening, what are some of the things that you try to tell them as far as like belief? Like you should believe X, Y, Z because of Y. Cause I know you're dealing with a, a few different things over in Belfry. I know it's different everywhere you go, but just with your football team in that town in general, like yeah. what are some of the things that you're really highlighting? One of the few things I try to highlight the most is you're not a sum total of your experiences, right? Man, I got abused kids. I got kids that ain't eating. I got kids that can't afford, right? I got kids that are in such fear from inaccurate expectations and then the wrath of not living up to a total inaccurate expectation based upon you. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention a town that has, I think, in some ways deliberately downgraded and minimized football at the minimum, you know, but other sports, too, and the meaning of it and your participation of it. So I have to teach them that you're not a sum total of your experiences. You have to take responsibility for the consequences, good, bad, or indifferent, but that's not who you, just because you've been through this, that does not mean that's who you are. You have to be who you are and then continue to build on that. So my lesson every day literally is trying to convince them. I wish I can show you this one. I had this one kid where he was in such fear. The first game I had to tell him, I said, bro, I can't even play. You're going to hurt yourself out there, bro. You're going to die on that football field. Because you're in such fear that, bro, he's going to hurt himself, right? So that's part of the honesty of me knowing who this kid is, allowing him to live his experience and his journey through his valley. He texted me on, I think it was Saturday. If I wasn't on my phone, I would read the text to you. But it was to the point was, I understand what you've been talking to me about fear. And today, I want to thank you for giving me the courage and showing me how to fight through that fear on the football field. And it was deliberate. Actually, I made it at halftime. I actually called him out. Because you can see on the field, he was participating, not in fear. I'm not saying he wasn't scared. I ain't even saying he wasn't fearful. But he was trying to defeat it. Well, before he was literally running from it. He was running from it. I told the kid, I said, listen, think about it. Some of you are operating in such fear that you're going to get hurt. And no one gets hurt from football. No one gets hurt from the contact. That's what the outfit is for. No one gets hurt from the hit. You may twist your ankle. You may hurt your knee. You may twist your knee. Those are athletic movement things. Those are movement. I said, bro. You can't get hurt. So why are you afraid? That's easy for me to say when 
they literally believe that they're going to get hurt. Someone told them that they're going to get hurt, right? So those are the lessons. I try to allow my kids their truth. I try to get them to speak their truth so that they can make a decision. It can't be my decision. They have to be able to have the confidence to articulate their decision. I remember we did a my touchdown club. We have dinner every Thursday, and it's actually a nice dinner. But at this one particular time, we came to a touchdown club guy's house, and really we had the equivalent of a cookout. It was shrimp, skewered shrimp, steak, and corn. It's a cookout, right? But to them, because of their lack of experience, we might as well have been a roof, Chris. Right? We might have been a roof, Chris. And I'm sitting here trying to show my coaches. I said, you see what a lack of experience will do. Look at these kids. They're literally like thinking, this is one of the kids said this. He said, man, I'm too broke for this. He said, I even got lights on in my house. I said, no, bro. I said, you ain't too broke for any of this. I said, this is what you deserve, whether your lights are out or not. You see what I'm saying? So people will even express to you what their truth is, what their positioning is, what their belief is. But yeah, they got a choice. He, listen, that's his reality. But I had to tell him that's not what makes you broke, bro. What makes you broke is what's in your brain. Sometimes I don't care if your lights are or not. That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. So yeah, those are some of the lessons that I have to literally every single day continuously teach these fellas. I got three kids right now in a prep school down in South Florida. And I hope they never come back here. I hope they never come back because I don't want them to think that what they've experienced in 17, 18, 19 years of their lives has to be their existence. I want them to venture out and experience some other things so they can continue to look in the mirror and see who they are. Some people don't realize who they really are until they get a divorce. Some people don't really realize who they are until they go to another job after 30, 40 years of their present job. You see what I'm saying? Because you have different choices and decisions to make. You have different responsibilities. Some people don't even know what they really like in life because they haven't had the freedom to do so. You see what I'm saying? It's crazy. Some people don't know their favorite color. Some people don't know what type of car they like. Some people don't know if they do what they are in the car. They don't know what kind of house or what area they want to live in. They haven't had the opportunity to experience it and let their soul connect themselves to these particular things. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to open up their hearts and their souls so they can make some accurate choices about who they really are. Because if I can get them to make some decisions about who they are, then I can help position them to continue to evolve into the best them. So that's like an everyday thing, every single day. In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.